Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. It's Kyle O'Reilly. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff Jarrett. I'm Rocky Asuka Romero. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk, home of Lou Gowen. Support Wrestle Talk, whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Lou Gowen is, quote the Raven. Nevermore. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. But you really should support Wrestle Talk, and you should follow them and subscribe right now. Ollie told me to say this, so I guess it's okay. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Make sure you watch and listen to Wrestle Talk. Or better yet, take just a moment, stop what you're doing, and bask in their glory. Do us all a favor and subscribe. Congratulations, you got here. Now subscribe and support. Thanks. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble podcast. A very special episode. I feel like I've said this for every recording this week. Mm-hmm. I'm Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello Swath Nation and a hello to you Oliver Davis on this, the final ever episode of a podcast called the Wrestle Ramble. <laughs> because as of next week we are rebranding to just being the Wrestle Talk podcast. Yes. The show's not ending, folks. No, no, but but I'm getting a kick out of the <laughs> thought that every time we say this, the mass panic. Well, at least I hope there's mass panic. Oh, yeah. Maybe it'll actually be a huge wave of relief. <laughs> oh, thank oh, God. Oh, God, it's so many hours of my day. I, I, because, you know, wrestling fans, I would say most of them are completists. Mm-hmm. If they follow something, they feel like they have to watch everything. I thought you were going to say most wrestling fans are fickle. No, <laughs> that as well. They're both complete lit- completists and fickle. It makes no sense. But like when WWE say, oh, like we're, we're going to add another show. I'm not like, oh, yay, more wrestling. They're making more content. I'm like, that's something I can't watch. And I have to watch everything. Mm. It makes me a little bit annoyed. Yeah, which is why we don't watch NXT UK mm-hmm. or 205 Live. Mm-hmm. Uh, will you be watching WWE Backstage? If it's like talking smack, I will. I'll certainly watch the bits people post on Reddit. That's it. Oh, that's, yeah. That's where I'm at. Streamable link. Click, click, click. I'll just log into uh, Twitter and be like, did you see this clip from WB Backstage? Like, well, now I'll watch that bit because mm-hmm. someone has essentially recommended that I watch it. Yeah. So, yes, of course, the whole podcast, the whole Wrestle Ramble show on YouTube is rebranding in, well, you know, spiritually Monday, but there's no show on Monday. So Tuesday. That's our season premiere yeah. of Wrestle Talk Live. It's worked out quite well for us because this was only an idea we had three weeks ago, mm-hmm. which actually fits in with when WWE probably had the idea too. And we're both doing the season premiere exactly. on we're gonna the have, same day. We're also going to get Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair in and... Try and get them as uh, as rating draws. Hey, Hulk Hogan was one of the first guests of the original, 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 original OG Wicker Wicker Wrestle Talk TV YouTube show. And that's why I thought Hogan is like a perfect thing. We can bring back Marty. Mm-hmm. We could bring back Grado. Grado. We could bring back Owen. Uh, we could Owen. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Shakespeare. Charlie Shakespeare's another name. Francesca. Mm. She's still knocking around. Uh, Patrick Raven. Lennon, who now writes for the magazine. Yeah, Raven. He was once a host for mm-hmm. an episode. Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette. Uh, Vince Russo. Alberto Del Rio. Oh, blimey. Uh, infamously, Bret Hart. Yeah, Triple H is a four out of ten. Yeah. But you didn't know that was from WrestleTalk. The, the Hulk Hogan, uh, oh, I can't remember... The story, I can't remember who he was slagging off. I think I've told this before, but when Hogan came in, I wasn't there, but this was a story that someone told me. Um, they, Someone asked Hogan about 
I don't, for, for the sake of the analogy, I don't think it was this, but Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about Bret Hart's recent comments about you? And Hulk Hogan says, ah, blah, 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 blah. And then the conversation went on to Bret Hart's autobiography. And Hogan goes, oh, I didn't know he had an autobiography. No, I didn't know what you're talking about. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then the person thought that was weird at the time. Went to look at the book they were talking about. Hogan wrote the foreword. <laughs> Amazing. More of a tangent. Best forward ever is Alan Davis's one in the first ever QI book that comes out at Christmas. You're going to say it's Paul W.S. Anderson's no. uh, foreword in my book. Well, that is a, a close second, but for succinctness, I'm talking haiku succinctness levels of awesome from Crap Gimmick Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Will this do, Stephen? <laughs> it's a foreword. Ah. Very nice. That's, good, That's very, very good. Um, the forward that Paul W.S. Anderson wrote felt like it was written on a phone while in a lav or just in between things. That's how we write our scripts. Yep, I mean, that, that's what I figured when I got it back. I was like, oh, I mean, I've got to go through and correct your spelling and then capitalize words. <laughs> <laughs> Take out this dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> Not now, Paul. Um, so I'm feeling a bit nostalgic on this show because... I posted up on Twitter. I just suddenly realized when I pressed export, that's the last export I'm ever going to do with a Wrestle Ramble. Well, you know, on the reg, I imagine it will probably happen where we're like, oh, no, we can't come in on Christmas Day. Oh, yeah, I suppose I'll always, <laughs> I'll always export those. Yeah, yeah, I guess those will be pre-taped. Yeah, well, actually, we'll, we'll, we'll do pre-tape in the... Maybe that's when we'll bring back the Wrestle Ramble branding. Because mm-hmm. we can't, can't call it Wrestle Talk Live. We might that's even, a lie. Yeah, we might even chuck in a... Uh, oh, my God, mate, there's a fun <laughs> so. A spot-on impersonation. <laughs> but um, I thought I would go back and look at the very first Wrestle Ramble before it was even called... The Don't Wrestle Ramble. Say it. Just well, say it, it was actually, pre Wrestle Ramble. It's, you didn't give it that name on the first episode, though. We just called it the Wrestle Talk Special. Hmm. But here it is, mate. It was us doing WrestleMania 33 predictions. Yeah. So this is me and Luke. Watch, get sw- still getting that sweet advertising revenue. Yep. Just Holiday go- Inn. That's a premium advertiser. Oh, my God. Oh, you've got hair. Well, you, so have you, mate. Oh, ouch. <laughs> Do you think any hair has gone? Or no, it's, it's just longer? It's longer. That's what it is, because the, the, the hairline is still there. It is darker. That's what surprised me the most. Mm, but it a lot is. Of grays have happened. Yeah, but it is certainly longer. I think that's the case of it. The t shirts. Oh, a lot of people messaging me going, like, man, I missed back that t shirt wall. I don't. Going into every day to try and stick those t-shirts back up. We got 82,000 views for that. Yeah, but that's evergreen content, though, isn't it? That's people going back and re-watching the classics. You'd hope so. Well, it is, because if you go down, there are people who are like... Uh, the guy on the right looks like Ollie Davis. Uh, newest first. One month ago, someone left a comment the on this. The difference from then to now. Someone suggested, Matt Conway, you should call this the Wrestle Ramble. <laughs> Happenable. I am just addicted to Wrestle Ramble, so I am back where it all started. Nice. Yeah. And legends were born. Heart. <laughs> Ugh. So yeah, there ah. it is, man. That's us doing with headsets as well. Yeah. I'm wearing a, a an AJ Styles T-shirt, I, which I my wife got me because she bought me a uh, Slam crate before I started working here uh, as a sort of belated. Oh, I think it was a Valentine's present, and. Um, I got that and I was like, oh, I'm going to look so cool on this channel because I'm wearing a Slam Crate exclusive t-shirt. That's so people will know I'm a real fan. Yeah, because that was your debut, right? Well, uh, I know you'd yeah, done... Yeah, I'd done it back in 2015 as well. Of the Ollie Davis era. Of the Ollie Davis era, it was my debut. But mm. I have been doing videos since 2015. I think era implies like just a year here or there. Maybe a saga. Mm. Ollie Davis saga. <laughs> Uh, before we get into the main show, I just wanted to read this email out from uh, Safe, who said, Hi, Luke and others. I'm composing this email from Yahoo Mail on Safari on Mac, so I have no idea why the text would be so small, if you remember the oh, email yeah. we had the other day. Um, just to let you know, it's uh, not nice to criticize someone for uh, their size being smaller than you expect or want it to be. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to have to cut you short there. 
Oh, I see what you did there. Uh, anyway, I think to introduce Dave to the Dastardly YouTube viewers, you should um, let uh, you should let him maybe debut in a joint video where he can have someone to bounce off. Maybe Pete, if they have natural chemistry. I hate to bring up the uh, cultaholic lads. He hasn't. He's, he's put a naughty word within there. Um, but I think the way they introduced Tom Campbell on YouTube by having him in news videos with Adam, who the viewers all love, and now he's probably one of the most popular characters on their channel. All the mm. best, safe. Yeah, I mean, that's been the way in the past. I've just put people with me, mm -hmm. given them the main event rub. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I don't want to come in on a Saturday. <laughs> well, no, but we'd just get him to do, like, we would have an introduction week for him where he would sit on to a ramble. Yeah. So he would do, like, a yeah. raw ramble with you. Yeah. That way, you don't have to come in on a Saturday. The season premiere week. <gasps> That's too big. <laughs> That's too big a debut. God. We can't put it on NXT. No one watches that no. one. Um, but should we get into the main show now? Yes. Because we're talking of those season premieres, those big, big time season premieres. We've got Raw, SmackDown, we've got NXT and AEW going head to head. We've even got Total Divas. Here's the show. <laughs> With that comes excitement at the dawn of what we're all hoping will be the next wrestling boom. I mean, <laughs> yeah. maybe not Attitude Era. No, certainly but not. Maybe Raw versus Impact. Hey, maybe. <laughs> yeah, had... the 2010 era. Yeah, yeah. If we could get back to that 2010 era. Oh, yeah. Like Meltzer pointed out in the Observer this week that everyone's going, like, you know, doing really well for NXT. It drew 1 million viewers. Really well done. That's actually a really, really great viewing. But when they launched ECW in 2007, that debuted to 3 million viewers. Yeah. Not as many people <laughs> are watching as, no, wrestling these days. Not. TNA used to get 2 million on the reg. Oh, 1 million on the reg. Wasn't it 1.0 rating, but it was yes. 2 million viewers? Yeah, yes, and then sometimes it goes to 1.5. Yes. yes. So 2 million like yeah, yeah, ratings right, yeah. and, and, and actual right, viewer yeah. counts. Didn't. I apologise, yes. But like Raw would have been... Five million weekly. Yeah, we're we're lucky if we get two point five these days. Oh, yeah. SmackDown, you know, was probably beating the SmackDown Live version of the show. It is unprecedented. You'd hope you'd make some. There's one train of thought that says, well, people are gravitating away from TV. They're watching more stuff online and on demand. But then there's another school of thought that looks at seasonal trends in not seasonal trends, but yearly trends in sports. Where some years, when you've got big hot stars like LeBron James or Steph Curry, overall interest based on proven individual draws is up for NBA games overall. So you get back to those glory days of NBA viewing figures. Mm -hmm. But when you haven't got those big stars, yep. which, you know, the parallels with WWE and wrestling in the modern era are very obvious, the viewership drops and goes to like, crisis levels of well no one cares about baseball anymore yeah better bring austin back yeah <laughs> better bring back babe ruth <laughs> yeah I guess. well that'd be john that. cena wouldn't it because he is the babe ruth of wwe ruth. according to vinnie mac uh so yeah it is it's a crazy crazy time and next week is the craziest week of wrestling that i think we've had since you and i well, I've been working together on this channel for the last three years. It's the craziest week in wrestling since January, the first week of January 2010. 2010. Yeah, January 4th. Which is when Bret Hart came back yep. for Raw and... It was the uh, Impact show. TNA went live on Monday night under the Eric Bischoff, Hulk Hogan era. Yeah. If you weren't around back then and you think, oh, TNA's a footnote of a joke. Incorrect. Mm -hmm. Back then, we all our hopes were on it. Jeff Hardy appeared out of nowhere just four or five months after leaving WWE and returned to TNA. It was a Rob big Van show. Damme. Yeah. Loki. Val Venus. <laughs> on the, show. Ah. the Nasty Boys were there. Can't have everything. Can't, no, not everyone was a home run. Yeah. But, you know, the Nasty Boys. I think the Nasty Boys even won the tag titles at one point. Scott Hall and Kevin Nash certainly did, or at least their little group, the band, because they were getting mm. the band back together. Yeah. Yeah, they won the titles at one point. Ah, Eric Bischoff, so yeah. full of new, fresh ideas. <laughs> so what we're going to do here is we are going to look at the week ahead and we are going to make some preliminary predictions of, of show quality and 
viewership and ratings because we like all the numbers. Oh, yeah. We're nerdy like that. And then kind of extrapolate that out and see what, like, the rest of the year might look like. It's Q4, folks. We're in Q4, guys. <laughs> Q4! <laughs> so, first up, on Monday, we have... The season premiere. The season premiere. Of Monday Night Raw. Um, we were joking about this on the NXT review, but it was... Someone had pointed this tweet out on our Discord channel that the new logo looks like a Power Rangers helmet. I'll, I'll... A little bit, yeah. Because it's got those... It curves down in the middle to make an arrow. Yeah. And that's... Nice. Yeah. Nice. Looks like a Power Ranger helmet. Or like Samus Aran. I can't unsee it now. No, I know. I just assumed that one you showed me was fan art to make it look, <laughs> look more like one. No. Hey, I'm all in. Yeah. The Power Rangers. I mean, at the WrestleTalk logo is G.I. Joe. So. <laughs> I did. It was actually part of my news on Friday. But I, I, there was too much stuff to cover with the AWK deal and uh, Fox losing all of their dish, well, dish mm. dropping Fox. So there was too much. I had to cut stuff out. Well, so the season premiere of Raw won't just see a lot of big names and matchups because we've got, uh, where is it? We've got Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins for the Universal title. And no one buys into that. Like a title ch- is going to, ha- a title's going to change hands because so. Hell in a Cell is that Sunday. The match is between Seth and Bray. This match was added very last minute. After last Monday's episode. To bump that rating and make the... And more importantly, I'd say... Well, actually, more importantly is bumping the rating. But to also give the season premiere, like, a big, you know, big draw, a big hook. And to give The Fiend someone to attack to close the show. We'll also have Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair on Miz TV. Ooh. Boo. (laughs) For Hogan. Yeah, oh dear. Not a great reaction for Hogan. I don't think... They're the draws that WWE think they are. Well, it's not. And actually, it's been pointed out. The last time they brought... Because, like, USA Network's whole deal is like, we'll just bring back Legends. They pop the ratings. And then they did that for Austin recently, and they drew the second lowest non-holiday rating. And it was like, oh, maybe maybe Legends aren't draws. Yeah. But we'll still just keep doing it anyway. Well, done once a year, they can be. Yeah. But then they they did it two months after. I was going to say, we literally saw these lads just a few weeks ago on Raw. And Stone Cold's going to be on Raw, isn't he? And on on SmackDown. He's on SmackDown. I don't know if he's on Raw, but he is on SmackDown. Well, I bet we can expect a lot of Legend cameos for this season premiere. Well, I tell you who's going to be there. Jerry the King Lawler. Yeah, so they announced yesterday that the new Raw lineup, in case you were wondering, are they still going to treat Raw like an A show now that SmackDown's moving over to Fox, is <laughs> being done by 205 Live's Vic Joseph and Dio Madden, which I think is very, very good, and Jerry the Burger King Lawler. But Ryan Satin of Pro Wrestling Sheet has said that it's actually just a short-term thing, and it's basically they didn't have a third person ready so Jerry is just being there for a little bit. So Jerry, you don't have to worry, mate. You don't have to keep up to date with storylines because you clearly haven't. And you clearly won't until you get there on Monday. And you'd be like, tell me what's going on. Um, with some people thinking it might be Mickey James because she's debuted on main event as a commentator, hardcore commentary. Mm. So we can get her um, replacing Burger King Lawler. I'm not excited about that in the slightest. Me neither. Uh, I was excited about the idea of two-man booths coming back. Oh, yeah. Uh, but WWE seemed to have scrapped that idea that was heavily reported by very reliable sources well, as well. Can I, so my bold prediction for this week is that SmackDown is a two-person booth. It is just going to be Cole and Graves because Renee's being called like a special contributor or something. Special contributor. <laughs> so I think she'll be doing more sports-based stuff sort of around the building, maybe. Not like a backstage interviewer, but I think the commentary will be done by Graves and Cole as a two-person booth. I Well, I think that's the best use of Young because she has not been good on commentary. Through no fault of her own. Uh, it could be. Good point. <laughs> I, I no, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, fair Some point. Some people have be. succeeded, like, yeah. you know, Corey Graves and yeah. Byron Saxton has, has made, like, for pleasurable, pleasurable listening. Poor old Saxton. Yeah, Poor old um, Saxton and Phillips. Anyway, sorry, back to Raw. Yeah. They'll also have a new set. Pyro's coming back. I don't think it's going to make any difference. I think we're looking at 
4 million most. Oh, uh, yeah, no, 100%. I don't think this is popping any sorts of ratings. No. But we are getting, you're right, new sets. Apparently new camera angles. We're going to be getting a new theme. So it really is this new big... New camera angles? Apparently so. Like they want... Slightly, <laughs> oh, slightly to the left. Well, like Battlefield Earth. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do everything at Dutch angles. <laughs> because apparently they want to make Raw and SmackDown look completely different. So we are going to get... Di- they're going to be shot differently. But Kevin Dunn is still in charge of both shows. Oh, yeah, so Crash Zooms. So it will actually look the same at the end of the day. Uh, Lesnar's going to be on the show as well. Probably to do the Kofi Kingston yep. at home angle. Uh, and we've got Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler versus Heavy Machinery for the tag team titles. I mean, you might as well put them on Heavy Machinery. I Of all the things, that, that could happen. Yeah. That could be a title change that could happen. Oh, I actually think the next match is going to be a title change. Oh, of course. Yeah, so they've also announced AJ Styles defending the United States Championship against Cedric Alexander. And I'm just thinking WWE booking, Alexander wins. Mm. Because it's a season premiere, you want to pop a rating, you do a title change. And that seems like the most likely one because AJ has dominated this entire feud. So Cedric wins now and gets over? Question yeah. mark? <laughs> I, yeah, one title is definitely going to change hands oh, yeah, on, yeah. on this Raw. So after that... We have, at the same time, on Wednesday night, going head-to-head, AEW Dynamite, the first ever episode on TNT, and NXT, the first ever two-hour full show on USA Network. Correct. Uh, So let's go through NXT first. I'll let you do that. You are the NXT man. Well, yeah, well... Well, you were. I was, yeah, yeah. I've been taken off that show. I've been moving over to Dynamite. Um, Yeah, despite the fact that they don't see AEW as competition, they've essentially created a takeover show uh, for this uh, two-hour event here. We've got Matt Matt Riddle sorry, uh, versus Adam Cole for the NXT Championship, Shayna Baszler versus Candice LeRae for the Women's Championship, Street Profits versus Undisputed Era for the Tag Team Titles, and they've also said there might be Johnny Gargano versus um, Shane Thorne, a segment with Dream, and a possible another title match being added, which could be either Roderick Strong, could be Walter versus Kushida for the United Kingdom title, or Drew Gulak versus Leo Rush for the mm. Cruiserweight Championship because Leo Rush was crowned the new number one contender last week. That's a hell of a lineup. Isn't it just? Yeah. Bloody hell. I mean, that, and we, but we were saying a month ago, hey, the way to make me really watch NXT, as much of a lineup as that is, that's not a lineup that would make me choose NXT over AEW. I'm happy to watch that on catch up. Mm-hmm. I'll watch AEW first. And really, for advertisers, it's those live viewings that really count. That's the one. And uh, that's what a lot of the networks are going to judge the success of these shows based on because when you watch it on demand, you can fast forward through the adverts. Uh, so, yeah, it's a, what we said. When there are all these reports of maybe Kevin Owens going down there, AJ Styles seemed to be building a confrontation with Shawn Michaels in NXT. None of that's happened. The main roster shows have just really done nothing to promote NXT. Apparently, Raw is going to be doing a heavy push for NXT this week because they, want, because they want to have a good rating going up against Dynamite, but it's not a competition. So maybe there'll be a, another like main roster thing happening on NXT to, to feed those viewers in a bit more directly. Well, yeah, Laurie and I were sort of fantasy books speculating on the uh, ramble we did last week where if you, maybe Roddy does an open challenge, he's just like, well, everyone else is defending my title. I'm going to have an open challenge for the North American title. And you have a main roster star go mm. down and compete for that belt. But that's something that would have to be set up on Raw. Um, to to yeah. get so the So viewers know... To tune in on Wednesday. That's what I'm talking I about. I quite too much of a push for NXT I on No, <laughs> I know. What am I talking about? We've got to get a Hogan over. Well, the... God. How more diametrically opposed can you be? <laughs> the, the exciting new NXT talent. Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair on Miz TV. Hey, man. I know what I'm watching. So, going up directly against that on TNT is the first ever Dynamite. AEW Dynamite on TNT. It's Dynamite. And it's ha- it's not had the smoothest week, I would say, of news. No, it hasn't. Uh, there's the Nyla Rose controversy where she, <sighs> you know, reply- she reacted badly to a troll. and it's- The troll got to her and yeah, she replied yeah. in kind. Uh, and she sunk to their level. Don't, don't feed the trolls. Exactly. And then there's also the UK TV deal nonsense. Yeah. That really hasn't been 
manage well at all. No. Nope. And seems to be a big kerfuffle behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. But, nevertheless, I'm really excited about it still. I, ju- I just find myself, you know, we watch a lot of wrestling. That's our jobs. And sometimes when you watch Raw and SmackDown all the time, you can get like, ugh, wrestling. Yeah. And then the fiend happens, and you're like, oh, this is why I love wrestling. This is great again. But a lot of it with WWE is, eh, wrestling, you know, doesn't feel as special. But AEW... I'm so excited about. And it's a, it's a good lineup for the show mm. as well, for this, this, this debut show. And apparently because they've got a big sports game, I can't remember which sport it is, happening beforehand. Ah, and lead-in. So, and so they, they're hoping to get a lead-in from the sports ball game. I think it's an NBA preseason game. Okay. Which, you know, isn't that important, but because it's the first game of the season, mm-hmm. might have some interest. Um, and so the idea is they're going to open the show with Cody versus Sammy Guevara because they want a really hot wrestling match so that those lead-in viewers might stick around mm. and watch more of it. So apparently that this, the show is kicking off straight with action. It, there's not going to be promos. There's not going to be... Well, there might, there might be an intro video, but the idea would be, boom, Sammy versus Cody. Let's cold kick, open. Cold open. Let's kick this off hot. Already in the ring. Well, I mean, I don't know. But apparently they're also doing um, SEU versus, uh, versus Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy uh-huh. as like the, the dark match. So I wonder if, yeah, you, you start off, you, obviously that's the dark match. If you've just joined us. If you've just joined us in the ring already. It's really exciting. Like, I'm super excited. whatever happens, it's going to be historic. Mm-hmm. It's the first ever AEW show. And like any of these firsts, the very first shot or segment and the very last segment are going to, you know, go down in a lot of people's memories as definitive moments for that product. Yeah. So, yeah, I really like that as just a... You skip the entrances. It's Cody and Sammy in the ring. They're going right at it. Uh, what's his name's voice? Oh, God, JR and Tony, Tony, Shiva- Giovanni, Tony yeah. Schiavone's voice yeah. saying, if you've just joined us and... Yeah. Oh, I'm getting... I'm getting Tingles. I'm so, so <laughs> excited for this show. Really, really am. So we've got, yeah, Cody versus Sammy Guevara, Riho versus Nyla Rose for the uh, inaugural AEW Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking it's got to be Nyla. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would say that too. I guess you've, I mean, she's, I, I haven't seen anything to suggest she's anywhere close to as good a wrestler as the, the Japanese women in there, mm-hmm. or, or even like Britt Baker. And B Priestley. B Priestley. And isn't um what's her face back now as well? Smiley. Oh no, she she's back on the wrestling scene, but she's not with AEW. Uh, okay, interesting. She made a, a shock appearance for um a, a show that was called Game of Genders, I believe it was mm. all intergender matches. Uh but you, you get like you get a nice bit of PR in that it's a transgender champion and also at the same time having a big monster for the baby face to chase after. Yeah. For me, that's a more engaging storyline going forward. Completely agree. Uh, MJF versus Brandon Cutler, which will be used to really put over MJF because they've got big hopes for him. And a match that was supposed to happen at Double or Nothing. This is huge. Pack versus Hangman Page. Yeah. A yeah. match that I, I've, I've already <laughs> seen this year. <laughs> they, are, I think they will put on a brilliant match. Absolutely. Yeah. They will, yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, like, and then the the main event, presumably, I believe this is the main event, is the elite. So Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks versus Chris Jericho and mystery partners, getting that hook in, keeping people in, being like, who are the mystery partners going to be? And as long as it's not Breezango, we should be fine. <laughs> well, there's two ways they can go with this, and I'm not going to say CM Punk. <laughs> they like it's obviously LAX. It's likely going to be Ortiz and Santana, yeah. It's so, I've got to get used to calling them Ortiz I know, and right, yeah, I know. It's... Because Ortiz and Santana debuted at All Out. It, you know, it's, they, they debuted against the Young Bucks. Jericho was filmed talking with them afterwards. It's so obvious that it makes me think it's not going to be them. I was going to say, because, I mean, Jericho... Drops a few clangers on his podcast every now and again when things are supposed to be secret. And then after all that, it was like, oh, yeah, I was filming stuff with uh, mm. Ortiz and Santana because I'll be tag teaming with them later on this year. It's like, how do you hold Jericho? It's supposed to be a mystery, mate. Yeah, but, but he's also it, a master worker but himself. But is it? Yeah, as you say, all a setup because we're actually going to be debuting a different team mm. here instead. But I can't think who that would be. Uh, no, certainly not a team that's big enough. Unless it's the Revival. It can't be. No, I mean, I know it can't be, but I'm just saying, like... 
or I, I'm pretty sure WWE's legal department has everyone's <laughs> contracts down over the last month. I mean, I'll be honest, I think WWE are going around. They've sent uh, like agents to everyone's house yeah, to yeah. make sure are you, you're staying at home <laughs> on Wednesday night. Like little uh, house arrest <laughs> bracelets around their ankles. I, uh, I've got to... Right. I know CM Punk Daniel Bryan. That's the that's the dream. My wild out there pick, and I'm pretty sure it, it it's a it's a hundred percent not going to happen. The Hardy Boys. Wouldn't that just be the best? Yeah, we. Oh man, like that'd be nuts. Chris Jericho and the, the Hardys. Hardys. The Attitude Era versus the Elite. Yeah, it's like new versus old. Young Bucks and Hardys have history already. But let's let's temper <laughs> expectations because it's likely going to be Ortiz and Santana, which I'm still excited about yeah. because I bloody love Ortiz and Santana. The amount of people I've spoken to this year who have all said the exact same thing has been remarkable, which is... When they introduced Ortiz and Santana to the new LAX, I was so against it because I loved Homicide and Hernandez. And I thought, what's the point? You're never going to be as good as that tag team. What's the point? And actually, they're a way better team than Homicide and Hernandez. And I I loved Homicide and Hernandez as LAX. But Ortiz and Santana are so good that I'm like, oh, yeah, no, that, that was a far superior version of LAX. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and yeah, out of, out of all those, I'm looking at the NXT card. I'm I would I'm more interested to see any of those AEW matches. Even MJF Brandon Cutler because it's fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I I'm more excited enough. to see I'm, that. I'm excited to see Cole Riddle. Yeah. And I, and I think the Undisputed Era and Street Profits will have a great match as well. Oh, I'm not saying they won't be great matches. Yeah, My yeah, personal yeah. interest. That yeah, which is I think is a different is yeah. is just cuz it's so fresh and new. I'm I'm so excited about it. And we were talking on the uh, NXT Ramble as well about doing a title switch there as well because it's the big show going against AEW you probably want to do a title switch and get some news generating the following day but I look at those titles and I'm thinking you don't want to take the titles away from the Undisputed Era after doing this year long storyline of them finally getting all the gold just to take it away from mm. them to pop a rating or to get some headlines the following day but I also don't think Candice is the person to take the belt off of Shayna Baszler so there doesn't look to be a title switch unless of course you add in Rush versus Gulag and that's where you do the title switch. I tell you, yeah, or Kushida and Walter. But is it the right time to take the United no. Kingdom title off of Walter? It hasn't stopped them before well, to yes. pop a rating. Yeah, you're right. Interestingly on Shayna, that isn't where the wrestling ends on Wednesday night. It is not. Immediately following NXT and AEW. No, I think it's going head-to-head with them. Total Divas? Yeah. I think it's on at the same time that these two shows are on. Uh, I don't... Based on the, w- the WWE.com article I just read, it follows NXT. Okay, so my understanding was they were actually airing all at the same time. Oh, it might be. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I can't remember 100%. But yes, that will have Ronda Rousey on. And, and Sonya Deville. And you, she's <laughs> yeah. going to get the draw, <laughs> she's yeah. She's right at the back of the poster. Like, Hello, I'm still here. I'm really curious to see how many people would tune in to see Ronda Rousey in that environment. Yeah. And not only that, sorry, I've been to my microphone. Not only that, but one of the other big stories they're going to be doing on that show is the Carmella Corey Grave stuff. Apparently, that's going to be like their big season long mm. storyline. So they want to get some salacious stuff yeah. in there as well. And as you say, Ronda Rousey on a uh, quote unquote reality end quote show. Um, and yeah, Sonya Deville being uh, an openly gay uh, character on the show and introducing her girlfriend to the cast. Mm hmm. Uh, and then on SmackDown, that Friday night, the move to Fox, it's also the 20th anniversary. Yep. Like, it's all come at the same time. It's really, like, good bit of PR and marketing to launch the show on. You've also got Brock Lesnar versus Kofi Kingston for the Universal ah, WWE title. <laughs> yeah, close. Which is... I That's 100% going to change hands for me. Oh, I yeah, I'm almost... I'm a very confident man that Brock is winning that yeah. title. We've got the four horsewomen, so Becky Lynch and Charlotte up against Banks and Bailey. Mm-hmm. It's not been a good storyline for my money. Just as an update, yeah. Um, Total Divas starts at 10 p.m. on October 2nd. Um, the baddest woman on the planet, so it's all focused on Rousey. Mm. And then there's a. Oh, no, and then they're just repeating it. What's a pointless thing to do? You show it for an hour and then you just repeat it for another hour. Yeah, they do that sometimes. Uh, and you've got Owens versus Shane in what will likely see Shane. Both 
do a crazy stump because it's a ladder match and then lose and have to leave WWE for okay. the time being. Kevin Owens back and he's going to be back as a full-time member on the roster even though he's not really gone anywhere. And yeah, Shane gone from the company. However, there are a lot of times during the actual era that Vince McMahon was quote-unquote gone for good and would then be back like mm. a month later. Does it, Shane doesn't really fit in with the sports presentation that Fox wants. <laughs> what are you talking about? He went toe-to-toe with AJ Styles. That's He's a good had point, actually. MMA training and whatnot. WWE will look at Fox go, oh, you want sports-based stuff? Well, Shane took an MMA class last Thursday. And have you seen his punches? Uh. They legit hurt people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And legends, so you got Stone Cold on there too. Yeah, and they reckon The Rock's going to be there as well. It's going to be a pack show, pack pack show. So, and then it's Hell in a Cell on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. In the midst of all this, we've got to do some pay per view build. <laughs> Only three matches are announced. They don't care about that show whatsoever. That's that's a one. No, sorry, a two match card now because you've got the Roman Rowan uh, tag match thing. But really, it's all about the Fiend versus Seth. Becky and Banks in a Hell in a Cell. Oh, mate, come on. <laughs> Uh, so, we didn't do the predictions, NXT and AEW ratings predictions. So, when NXT launched, for what this is the one-hour ratings, remember? Mm-hmm. So, one hour on USA, one hour on the network. Yep. It did 1.17 million the first week. Yeah, and it dropped to 1.006 the following week. So, it was still above a million, but, um, yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it was a drop. Apparently, it dropped from uh, the elderly it was people over 50 were all the ones that didn't tune in for the second week. No way. These yeah. young folks. That's it, yeah. They, they, Where's Hogan and Flair? They tuned in and were like, look at these young pups. I want my old time. Probably it was Matt Riddle. They were like, yeah. oh, I can't be done with this, mate. Uh, <laughs> all their knees, their perfect knees. <laughs> so, all right then. So, with that in mind, and you've got to think that the NXT AEW audience has a big crossover in the Venn diagram. Mm-hmm. So the question, AEW Dynamite is not going to beat Raw. It's not going to beat Fox, uh, SmackDown, which I just call Fox apparently now. Oh, actually, before we get onto that, so tell us about SmackDown on Fox. Yeah, so Dish and Fox are currently in, um, well, they're in arguments basically, um, and in, Dish have dropped Fox. So 12 million homes across 17 uh, territories in big wrestling hotbed territory as well. So it's like Chicago, L.A., Houston, Dallas, New York are not going to be getting Fox if you're a Dish subscriber uh, or if you're on Sling TV. So it actually does like 12 million through Dish and then millions more who are on Sling TV mm. are not going to be getting Fox, which means you won't get SmackDown either. Fox are blaming Dish and saying that this is a disgusting negotiating tactic by Dish. And Dish is saying that Fox want too much, and they've got a disgusting negotiating tactic, um, so we're just dropping them. Disney and Sony. It's, that, <laughs> I was reading, and I was like, God, this sounds like Disney and Sony all over again. But either way, come Friday, that Fox rating might be way lower than they were hoping for, because the show's not available a half across half the country. It's nuts, isn't it? It's like you put all your eggs in this one basket, and through no fault of your own nope. WWE, absolutely not. You, you, you've you've cut off a potential fifteen million viewers, a portion, a, a large portion of which yep. would be more likely to watch your show. So WWE are now urging. <sighs> wrestling fans mm. if you are a dish subscriber to go onto a new provider so you can so you don't miss the season premiere it's like wwe a start in a race that's where they are right now and if this doesn't work for them they're going to immediately trip over the starting line like it's not good for momentum to have this big show where you're meant to kickstart everything with all these title changes and legends returning and feuds and storylines for a lot of people not to be able to watch it at all yeah. Um, yeah, so based on that, I mean, I had in my head 3.5 million viewers for SmackDown's debut, I think which that, is a yeah. million and a half more than they usually get. And I think it was reported that if it was under three, it's considered a disappointment. Mm. So I'm, I'm thinking it's still going to be around that three mark. I'm going to say 3.1. Yeah. I'm going to write these down. Oh, interesting. So you say... Uh, I mean, I'm going to go actually with what you said originally. I'm going to go 3.5. You're going to... Oh, are you? Yeah. I say 3.1. Luke says 3.5. For Raw, we said... I said 2.5. What did it do this week? I think it was like 2.2. I'm going to say (laughs) 2.2. No change. (laughs) No change. 
Uh, NXT. So this, okay, this is where it comes down to NXT and AEW. Yeah, this is a big one. With so, that 1 million, 1.1 million audience for NXT. Yeah. So this is interesting. Meltzer wrote in The Observer, I really enjoyed this. He said that he has spoken to people that he believes to be experts in the industry who have said that they predict AEW is going to get 1.5 to 2 million viewers. Whoa. However, he's also spoken to TV industry experts who said no, nothing over 500,000. So he said he is, he wrote, it literally could go either way. It's yeah. almost impossible to predict. Well, that's it. Like AEW have their entire first year is define and always actually exceeding expectations. Yeah. So Sold out shows in, in 24 minutes. 14,000 people are going to be there for the first show live, which is like, it's the biggest non-WWE televised event um, since WCW. I'm going for um, 600,000 mm. for AEW. And what, what for NXT? Uh, I'm going to stick at one. One million for, for NXT. Well, I'm going 900,000 mm -hmm. for AEW. And for NXT, 850. <laughs> you think it's going to win? Yeah. Just. Just. Yeah. Pivot to the post. Yeah, I'm curious. I, uh, yeah, I'm really, really, really curious. And I, I'm just picking numbers out of there. Really. Oh, 100, as am I. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm picking things out of my ass at the moment. But I am, I'm so excited for next mm. week. So, so excited for next week. Because it is a stack, stack week of wrestling. You and I are going to be watching AEW live. Laurie and Pete are going to be watching SmackDown live. Then we've got our live show on the Saturday. And then it's on the Southern following day. It's just next week just feels like, it feels a bit like Christmas, actually. Yeah. I have got like giddy nervous excitement. It's going to be one of these times where like I have the weekend off work, but come Sunday I'm like I can't wait for Monday. Well, I can't wait to go back to work. Well, it's because at the, at the you know lost in all the shuffle of all of this, by the Monday after we're probably going to have the fiend as the universal, universal champion. champion. You're right, yeah. And then there's a draft. <laughs> it's amazing. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. If you want to submit a question to the mailbag, all you've got to do is become one of our awesome pledge hammers on Patreon and leave a comment in the community section marked mailbag. Do not email me, I will lose them. Jonathan Hedman gets in touch to say, if you could pick any wrestling event in time to be in the front row for, what would it be? Also, describe your perfect date. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, WrestleMania front 30. Oh, yeah, that would be 
great Money in the Bank 2011. Oh, yes, please, mate. Great shout. Uh, perfect date. Um, g- c- cycling with my lady partner to the Castle Cinema in, uh, in Homerton and watching a movie there with a cup of tea, picking up a nice little bit of cheese and bread from the fancy shop below, cycling back, having that on the balcony with some wine. Oh, mate, that's a lovely little day. <laughs> that's a very nice day. Uh, yeah, going for a walk around the woods with my wife. Um, going, to, Sorry? So dogging, cottaging, that but, sort of yeah, stuff. That sort of thing, yeah, absolutely. Did that for an hour or so. Um, <laughs> then find a, a nice country pub. Have uh, maybe a little bit of food there. Maybe a roast. Like on a Sunday, like a lovely Sunday walk. Go for a roast and then go back and watch some MasterChef. Snuggly time with Snuggly the boys. Snuggly time with the boys. Uh, Caleb Maldonado says, Since Ash recently won the Pokemon League, who would you guys have on your team to take on the league? Um, being Gen 1 to 8, personally, I'd use um, Nidoking, Straptor, Typhosplition, Hulucha, Dreadnought, and Wooloo. 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 Uh, I'm, I'm OG, so Charizard, Blastoise, Venusaur, Pikachu, Gyarados, and Mewtwo. I'm not a nerd, so I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan Edmund says, What if Kofi wins, or at least escapes still the champion? If they still do Survivor Series as champion versus champion with the feed, assuming he wins at Hell in a Cell, um, it's uh, possible we'll get Fiend Brock. Uh, we can save Fiend versus Brock for something with a little more build. A little more build. A little more of the build. I thought you said Cody there, not Kofi. Oh, so um, I might have done, but I didn't mean Kofi. Uh, if if Kofi is the champion, I mean it's not out the realms of possibility. Like you could have Brock lose and set up a larger program with Undertaker or something. Oh, Brock Undertaker once again. I know. Yeah. Well, you know, this it would be a draw, and that is in Vince McMahon's wheelhouse. Yeah. Going back uh, to the well. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Shaya says hey everyone at WrestleTalk if you had to start a company with four wrestlers each from uh, New Japan NXT WWE and AEW who would it be mine would be Osprey Omega Gargano and Seth Rollins uh, definitely Osprey definitely Omega uh, uh, who's the really charismatic one in Street Profits Montez Ford but would I oh I don't know you pick the other two um, so Keith from Lee. NXT, yeah, Keith Lee, Matt Riddle. Well, no, I need to pick someone from the main roster now. All oh, right, AJ Styles. Cool. Um, Shayer again asked, uh, "Hey Luke, Ollie, and El Fagador, uh, with the Wednesday Night Wars and SmackDown moving to Fox, what will happen with the Screen Stalker channel? Since the Rust Talk channel will have so much content, also an idea for Screen Stalker live stream is uh, oh, he doesn't like the idea of doing the live stream um, uh, because for both of us, since the one hour Rust Talk live stream is long enough, also you guys need to sleep. Well, actually." Doing the one-hour live stream means we can sleep. Is technically easier for us from a production perspective, and it will just be more fun. Like we we have so much more fun doing these live streams than the the edited version. Yeah. We're doing an edited version now, and I feel like something's missing yeah, because it we is. can't talk with you guys in real time. Andy's not here, and yeah, we haven't got a producer. So I would go. Well, we we are going to do the live Screen Stalker every day from the 7th of October, which is Monday, after Hell in a Cell. That's our launch party. We're all coming in for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then, because we totally understand not everyone's got time to watch an extra hour of our stuff a day, we're going to take, like, the best bits and upload those separately as standalone shorter videos that'll be, like, five to ten minutes. So hopefully that you get the best of both worlds. Best of both worlds. It starts right now. Uh, Reese says, Hello, my fellow subjects of King Chopper Whopper on his glorious birthday. I hope this finds you well. Now, Luke might disagree since we recently established that he hates The Miz. I don't hate The Miz. <laughs> I just said that he's just a, as a relic of, of an older generation, or an older WWE mm. that we've moved past on. Um, I actually really like The Miz. Uh, but looking at the last five years, I've noticed something. Is The Miz, specifically Heel Miz, the only person the WWE will uh, let make the IC title feel important? Maybe it's a mix of various outside media appearances, getting TV time and being trusted uh, with a bit more freedom mm. on the mic, but I can't think of anyone else who's held the title, including fantastic wrestlers like Finn and Dean, since the brand split that have made it feel like not a burden. Just something I've noticed before disclosure, The, le- the Miz is legitimately my favorite wrestler. Wow. Well, you know, I, I think you should qualify that with performer. Favourite performer. Mm. 
Uh, but sure, if you like bad offense, yeah. <laughs> if you like unrealistic wrestling, yeah. yeah. Uh, the that is an interesting point, though. I ca- I can't think of anyone who's made the Intercontinental Title feel like Important. that. Seth and uh, Dolph last year. Yeah, but that didn't really catch fire. I guess Seth had a bit of it, but I don't look at Seth and think, "Oh, I see." Oh yeah, totally. But it's so funny. So the image they've got for the draft. Um, the promotional image they've got has got United States champion AJ Styles, Raw Women's champion Becky Lynch, and Universal champion Seth Rollins, and WWE champion Kofi Kingston, and Women's champion Bailey and Charlotte Flair. Mm. <laughs> and I looked, I was like, oh, poor Shinsuke. <laughs> they would, no one will tune in if there's a Japanese oh. guy on the poster. There's not enough white people on this poster. <laughs> Uh, Gigi Baxter says with Smackdown moving to Fox uh, is a dominant MMA Lesnar being booked to be dominant better for the sports based product or is it finally time to bring Lesnar down to other wrestlers levels as opposed to the current uh, uh, raise one guy up templates in which case should WWE use the Fiend to add a mental vulnerability he can still be booked as a physical dominant uh, but the Fiend has removed the cocksure cockiness Uh, would that hurt the product though Um, I think eventually that's a nice route to take it in but in the immediate term, have Brock win. Apparently, he's going to be around a lot more. Have him do matches on TV. Sometimes he squashes people. Sometimes, oh, this guy took him to his limit. Wow, Chad Gable went five minutes with Brock in a kind of competitive match. He looked a bit shaken. And ultimately, you know, Survivor Series, WrestleMania maybe, Matt Riddle beats him. And then he puts someone over after he's put a lot of people over. Mm. I mean, you know, if it all goes well... You, you can completely rewrite people's legacies. John Cena buried everyone for a decade. Oh, yeah. And then he did... It wasn't even long. It was like three months of putting... Not, he didn't even lose. No. He just had longer matches with people where the other guy looked really good for the United States title. And we all love him now. Yeah. And I, I, I admit to doing that as well. Like, it completely changed my mind. Completely agree. Um, Matt Edmonds says, hey guys, I just wanted to get your opinions on a very controversial question that has caused a division within my friend group. How many holes does a straw have? My answer is one. Going by the logic that it has one continuous hole with two openings in the same way that if you dug a hole straight through the earth and come out the other side, you would not have dug two holes, just one hole with two openings. The counter-argument is there are two holes because while they are connected, they are too small in comparison to the structure of the straw to be considered one and the same. The same way that a city sewer system isn't just one big hole. Each pipe is its own hole and they're just connected. I hope this question causes uh, division amongst you. I think much like this show, it has two connected holes. (laughs) Yeah. Because what happened in your argument, one hole, what happens when you bend the straw and it you know it sort of makes a bend and you can't have a continuous loop through anymore i think your your argument then disappears and to have an answer that relies on something being a certain shape all the time when we know it can bend yeah. doesn't hold up i i agree because i think that's it's not holding it's just, it's a tube mm. it's a bit like does loo roll have two holes or is it just one continuous thing i think it has got a hole at one end and a hole at the other end that is, that, that, that is my feeling on this. So my answer is two. Dos. Email comes in from Gara, who says, Hi, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, Chopper, and the rest of the Rest Talk crew. Uh, I've heard a couple of times on the podcast that you guys have made comic book references and mentioned that you read them. This is pretty cool, as I myself love comic books. I'm currently reading the whole saga from the 1985 Secret Wars through Illuminati and Jonathan Hickman's Avengers and New Avengers and through to the 2015 Secret Wars. It's one hell of a read. Seriously recommended. Super easy to follow, uh, too, on the Marvel Unlimited app. Now that I disagree with because that is not an app that makes things easy to follow. No. Uh, I was just wondering what your guys' taste in comic books are. Like, are you more Marvel or DC or others such as Image? What are some of your favourite characters? I'm a big fan of Spider-Man, Namor, and Starbrand. Uh, and are there any series or bits? <laughs> no one's or... a big fan. I get, okay, I get Namor when he's done like funny, but he's like, come on. Uh, no one likes Namor. Come on, no, he's a prick. I hated Namor when I was a kid. Uh, are there any series or big story arcs events that you really enjoy and would recommend? Once again, I'm so thankful for the content you put out. You make being a wrestling fan so much more fun and inclusive. Love you all very much, Gara. Oh, thank you very much. Well, I'm, uh, you know, I, I, I just love good S word. Mm. I would say I don't, I'm not really. I don't have allegiance allegiances. 
in general. Uh, if I do have allegiances, it's more to writers mm. than companies yes. or comic books. Uh, so, so, for instance, Bendis has jumped ship to DC now. He has. So I will read, while I won't read Superman, because I think he can be, if poorly treated, a two-dimensional character, but I will read Grant Morrison's Superman. I'll read uh, Bendis's Superman. I'll, read, I'll even read Scott Snyder's Superman. And read being the active word there because it's all text. He does like text. <laughs> Not a lot of pictures no. in a, a Scott Snyder comic book. But while Grant Morrison is the king, my heart belongs to Jeff, Jeff Johns. Johns. Yeah. And yeah. If, if you're looking for, I guess, like, while I'm, I'm not a team, I was, I was brought up in D.C. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, where my real fondness goes to, particularly everything Johns wrote through Green Lantern Rebirth and the Flash Rebirth all the way through to uh, Brightest Day. It's extraordinary. I was more of a Marvel kid. Daredevil's my guy. Uh, I used to love reading Daredevil comics. Um, particularly, I'm a big fan of like the original like 60s, 70s uh, Daredevil stuff where it was quite campy at times as, as comics in the 60s were oft. Um, but also, I just think there's some really, really good stories in there, and I just I, I fell in love with all the characters. So I, I'm slightly different to you. I am more of a brand than a writer. Because I would actually, are you? Yes, because <laughs> I would Luco in the brand. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, because I like to see new writers do different takes on characters that I like. So I'll be more interested to see. Oh, they're doing Daredevil one. I'll be looking to see what this writer does with the character and the sort of story and the and those surrounding supporting characters as opposed to being like, well, I'm just going to follow that writer going to do something else. But I do like Matt Fraction. I think mm. Matt Fraction's great. Well, I think, yeah, like I a lot of the writers I like, I would have followed them before they go to, they get called up to the main roster. So like <laughs> Jeff Lemire was following his, I think it was Chew that he wrote before. And then he got Am- Animal Man. I was like, ooh. And then you like you watch these people, and then by you know two years later they're writing Justice League. Uh, but you know, to to your point, it was Batman. Me just reading everything Batman related for a long period that introduced me to James Tinian mm. and uh, Tom King. So they're very good. Very very good. Um, I've actually recently started watching The Boys, which I know you were. Uh, did you say you're a fan of the the comic book? I know you were reading it. Yes. Well, I, it's it's a great concept, and. It it is fun, uh, but as much as I love Garth Ennis, it is it's recognized. He's the writer of the comic book yeah. series. It's a very Garth Ennis. Yeah, yeah. It's just and and everyone goes like, oh, Garth Ennis. He's wacky. He's really gross. He does things for shock value. I don't mind any of that. I just think largely he takes too long to tell stories gets muddled in quite mundane character traits, which sometimes can be really effective and and work very well. But unfortunately with him, I find quite boring. Mm. And it's all well and good to say, oh, I'm going to work over here on character for 12 issues. But when the main plot is so engrossing and 12 issues translates to a year of comic book releases, my patience wears thin. Yeah. So I do like the boys, but like a Netflix documentary series that should only be three hour-long episodes, it's 12. Yeah. <laughs> um, Plus, gonna... his, his dialogue writing is too naturalistic. <laughs> um, right, before we get out of here, we've got a Wrestle Talk Get Better that we'd Ooh, like to read. Yay. So it's the last Wrestle Talk Get Better on the last ever Wrestle Ramble. Before it gets rebranded, the show's not ending. Uh, this comes in from Reeks, who says, Hello, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, housemate Simon, SoCalVal, the glorious birthday boy and ruler of all he sees, King Chopper Whopper, the Swaff Nation, the background drilling, and not that sniveling <laughs> Randy Andy. Uh, it's been a while, but I have a rest talk get better, and while my previous ones have been uh, in relationship to start wrestling, training, and going to the gym, brackets, both still happening with good progress, but not what I want to talk about today, close bracket, this <laughs> wrestle talk get better is a bit different. One year after moving back in with my family from university, I have now moved into a flat of my own. I know to some this may not seem like a big deal, but honestly, this has been a bit of a uh, trial for me um, as I have been looking for the 
sorry, as I have been looking for the full year of somewhere slash someone to live with. Now I'm finally living in my own place in Cardiff, drastically cutting down my commute time to work and gym and removing my reliance on public transport and social events. But yeah, pretty big life event. Just wanted to share with you guys. I've been listening for two years now and it feels like you've been a big part of my big events uh, in my life and it never fails to bring a smile to my face when I get a bit stressed. Hope this wasn't too rambly. Keep up the consistent work. Kind regards, Reese. Well done. Yeah, moving out, having your own place. That is one of the big stages of freedom in one's life. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes some people get a car or or learn to drive and get insured in their mum's car. Like this guy. Oh, yeah. Who's that guy in the trendy Citroen C2 <laughs> in a baby blue colour with furry dice in the window? This guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but moving moving to your own flat away from your parents, it's going to be a messy few years. Yeah, it will be, because I, I remember when I first moved out of my parents' house, like after the university years, I moved in with two friends of mine. And I was like, this is going to be great. I don't want to live like a university student. We're all professional people. Uh, we'll, we'll have a nice time. The house fell into complete disarray because it turns out they're very lazy and very untidy. And would I was essentially cleaning up after them. And I would just spend, my evenings were spent doing the washing up and washing all of their stuff. And I hated it. And it was a miserable experience living in that house, actually. And I couldn't wait to move out. And uh, I think that guy stole some stuff from me. Oh, yeah. Well, that's bad. Well, I, 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 I would sometimes think that way because I had the old lad pad. <laughs> and it was messy all the time. And we were like 26. So really, we should have grown out of it. Um, but then I was like, I, I think I, I shouted at someone. I was like, why can't we clean up? And then they were like, why don't you clean up? And I was like, I clean up all the time. And then they reeled off all of these instances where I haven't cleaned off. And I reeled off a load of instances where he hadn't cleaned up. And then Graham walked in and we both started shouting at him of all the times he hadn't cleaned up. And we all sat there thinking like we've been harboring these own little resentment pools. Mm. When in fact, all of us were equally useless. (laughs) I'm like, ah, we're all crap. So after that experience, I, I always assume I'm the untidy one. Mm. Do you think you were the untidy one? Well, no, because I know for a fact that I certainly wasn't the untidiest of the lot. I don't think mm. like, my room was not exactly spotless by any stretch of the imagination. But my it's those shared spaces, though. Well, uh, no, the shared space. Well, I never went to the shared spaces because I didn't really want to see them anymore. So I just, oh, wow. I just like confined myself to my own room. But as Evan said that they did the exact same thing. Mm. Um, and the one of my housemates would always order a pizza. So he would, every day, would order a pizza from uh, Domino's or Pizza Hut. He would try and vary it up a little bit. That's but ridiculous. But every single day would have takeaway pizza, but he would never throw the boxes out. What? So he would just stack them all up on top of his wardrobe uh, until uh, we would get a house inspection rats. from our landlord. And then he would like, okay, well, now I'll get rid of them. And he would often just sometimes just put them into the spare room because he never <laughs> went into the spare room. And he would like... But uh, it would back up all of the rubbish, but then just put it into the spare room because that was the room that was next to his and not take it downstairs. Oh, my God. That's insanely lazy. Yeah. I'm sure your place isn't like that Cardiff man. <laughs> yeah. What's their name again? Reese. Reese, Of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> He's in Cardiff. <laughs> Reese. Head down to Chippy Alley. Yeah. Oh. I once copped off with a girl on New Year's in the Oceana <gasps> Oh, Cardiff. hello. Wait, is that wait. the one the multi... Flawed one, yeah, it where, flawed where it's like, yeah. and it's different themes on the floor you go to. Most Oceanas are. I think Oceanas either rebranded or closed down. Mm. Uh, but yeah, you would have four different rooms. Here's the R and B room. Here's the cheese room where this guy stayed. So like, you got a seventies disco, multicolored floor. One in Kingston, which is a part of London, not in Jamaica, had a ski lodge. Mm. I always felt I never really went in there, but I was like, that's. That's baffling. I um, that the place I was referring to that I was in in Cardiff was when I watched um, uh, NXT Takeover Brooklyn. Um, oh, cool! Yeah, uh, because I didn't really want to be in the and I was not really a nightclub kind of guy. Um, but then I got distracted because one of the floors that we went to and I, I moved floor because I was trying to get better Wi-Fi. Um, had, you watched it on your I was phone. On my phone, yeah. As so I was trying to get better Wi-Fi connection, and they were playing the '66 uh, Batman movie. Nice. And that very much distracted me. And something happened. I think it was just the Batman movie, or it was the music. But then I couldn't stop dancing. Got in the mood. I got in the mood. Was it the Batsui? It was the Batsui, I think. That was it finally got me going. And I was like, oh my god, this dancing thing is a lot of fun. How did you just say Batsui? Batsui. Is that how it's said? Mm. I just always thought it was called Batsui. 
Oh, I think like it's a about, sort of Japanese word. I think it's the Batu scene. I, I, I know that from uh, the Simpsons because when they have the Adam West cameos, mm. like, hey kids, Batman. That's not Batman. Of course I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen the Batu scene? Ooh, and yeah. slowly walk away from him. I, as you were talking, I was like, what is Pure this feeling? West. <laughs> I was like, what is this feeling inside me? And I realized I want a pizza. <laughs> And you you have done this to me. I'm going to have to get a pizza on the way home. I've been pizza free for like two weeks. How's that my fault? Because you mentioned pizza. But it's not like a trigger word for oh, you. You don't go walking around heroin addicts. Oh, yeah, heroin. <laughs> my mate had so much heroin, he had to stack it in a whole different room. That's <laughs> what you've done to me with pizza. Oh, well, I'm very I'm sorry. I'm in recovery. <laughs> oh. I'm making my own pizza. I've got to have one now. Me, yeah, me and, me and my wife are making pizza this weekend. Handmade dough and everything. Ah, is that what you call it these days? Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for listening. Um, it's been a fun, fun ride. As of next week, it's the season premiere on Tuesday of the Wrestle Talk podcast. So, in theory, more people will be able to find this show now and not look for Wrestle Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's one of the major reasons <laughs> yeah. we're renaming the show. Also... I know your podcast, folk. I know you're either listening to this on Spotify, on iTunes, on Mapster, on my Shazam. Shazam. I know you're out there. Morpheus. And you're, and you're not video people. LimeWire. <laughs> I, I know you're not video people. But what would really help us out is if you go to the YouTube channel and just click subscribe because we're on a bit of a subscribe drive and with the season premiere and everything, we want to make it a big old close to Q4. I mean the year. <laughs> Court probably crept in there. But thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all your emails. We'll be back on Tuesday. Big, big week next week. We've got uh, Raw. We have got AEW Dynamite headlines and review. We have got the NXT review. We have got SmackDown headlines and a live review from myself and Ollie from Nottingham. Get your tickets in the video, descri video description, in the podcast description. And in all of that, there will be predictions for Hell in a Cell. And then there'll be Hell in a Cell review, um, headlines, and review. And not just that, Luke. I don't know if we've said it. A Screen Stalker podcast. Yes, we're going to be launching, but that's not starting next week. That's the week after. I was I was continuing on after oh, day, yeah, yeah. day after Helen and Cell is, when we're is doing the that. launch of the Screen Stalker podcast. Mm. Podcast. So yeah, fun times, mate. Fun times ahead. Get Lovely involved. times. Lovely times with all the boys. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.